welcome. This is the Innovation Philosophy Podcast, and I'm Pat, your host. So just a quick intro. What I want to talk about in this podcast is a new way to think about business growth. And I want to be able to focus on two things, social impact and innovation. Social innovation. So how do we create a lasting business structure with social innovation in mind. And these are the things that we're going to talk about in this podcast. So let's get started. Uh, I want to talk to you about a 2017 Cohen Communication CSR study that says 78% of consumers nowadays want companies to address social justice. So I want, to, I want us to take a couple of steps back and reflect on what changed over an era, about 50 years of advertising and branding for companies. Because before, companies do not need to be socially active. They don't, and consumers don't demand it from them. So what changed? So over the course of 50 years, why, what, what's the shift? what made it possible for consumers to want their companies, the companies that they subscribe to, to be socially active. So I guess it, it comes down to learning and awareness as, as a whole, as a community. We become more aware about the injustices that other people in our community experience, racism, the LGBT community, uh, minorities. And the more that we are aware of it, and, and at the same time aware of the power of corporations and companies, the more that we want them to join in in providing solutions to these problems. So now consumers are not only you know aware of the BS, the bullshit in advertising, but they also know that companies can do more for other people because they have, they have this influence and resources than just presenting a good brand. And I just want to highlight that the, the shift in thinking for corporations and companies, investors, investments, it didn't change until very, very rec recently, I think about just a decade ago. Uh, we have this stigma, even until now, that for a company to be really sustainable and profitable, it has to be purely about profit. It's it's business after all, you know. But as the consumers change, uh, we have this uh, this uh, news about London banning advertisements for snacks, um, unhealthy snacks that was actually inspired by Jamie Oliver's Add Enough, hashtag Add Enough movement, where they try to ban unhealthy snack advertisements on public locations. So it's not, it's not just about people wanting to do good. They want to experience the good themselves. So good, healthy mind, healthy body, healthy spirituality and with that comes across a surge of a change in, in, in thinking as, as a society. 
So we have this stigma before that corporations are the quote-unquote bad guys. And now I think it, it, it also comes with willing participants, the leaders within corporations who, who stood up and said, hey, I think we can do something about this. That's where it starts. But even though there are companies out there, international companies who are already doing good, we still have a massive percentage of companies small medium enterprise to large scale companies who are not aware maybe it's not about i don't want to do good i don't want to be socially active it's not i'm not as a company we're not supposed to be politically correct all the time maybe it's not that maybe it's just that they don't know how to do it and where to begin you know so you've got the spreadsheet you've got the balance sheet and you've got the end of the fiscal year results telling you what your profits and losses are and you're trying to figure out along with all the, these other problems conflicts that your problem your company already has and you get overwhelmed into thinking how do i even fit social innovation in so now that we've talked about the stigma what holds us back into incorporating social innovation there, there could be a lot of probably million reasons why we are still holding back but i guess there's the intent I would like to believe that companies in general, international, local companies, they have this intent to create a social impact in one way or another, they just don't know how. So I guess in this very first episode of Innovation Philosophy, what I want to talk to you about is probably just three basic things that we can tap and uh, learn to get started. So I guess the very first thing that we can do is to find a connection, find a, find a cause that relates to either what the company stands for or what its people stand for. So, you know, it, it, it might be, for example, if it's a, a, a local bakery who's doing very, 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 very well, over a million dollars in profit in a year or more, and it's all about food. People care about food. People, people love food. If that is what a company would like to focus on, then so be it, because there are so many food causes out there hunger hunger problems and uh, organizations that work particularly in solving that specific social issue then focus on that or you're a company that produces notebooks there are probably notebooks you know it's not really a social cause but it, you could be linked to education causes to teaching and learning and this and this and that you just got to find that first connection whether it should be about 
what the brand, the mission represents very close to that, the mission and vision of the company or what its people, its leadership and, and, and its community want to participate in. Because that is what you can influence at the end of the day. These are the people that you can tap into and say, hey, we want to help and extend our help to this and this and that and uh, we, we need your help too. And since you already have that connection to this community, it would be easier to rally people around the same cause. And speaking of causes, one, one nonprofit organization I'm very, very passionate about is 1% for the planet. So it's, it's a very simple thing actually, and they have international partners. So what 1% for the planet does is um, they partner with companies and organizations. It doesn't really, again, it doesn't really matter if you're a small company, you have a one-person agency, you have one assistant, or you're a massive food chain, or you're a massive, massive international enterprise company. It really doesn't matter because what one person does is, you know, it calculates your end profit by the end of the year, and one percent of that. Um, goes to a charity of your own liking but the difference between one person for the planet is the charities that it partners with or the charities that it sends to you are focused in in solving climate change so it's about probably it's about the sea the ocean water um, land agriculture but as a whole it's all about combating climate change they have they have multiple um, non-profit organizations that they support internationally and locally so I, I, I really highly recommend 1% for the planet and a good thing about them is that they don't really force you to give 1% so maybe you can tell them that okay I have this separate product line we're, talk, we're talking about uh, like like a, a bakery earlier so maybe if it's just for for the cakes all of your profits for the cakes and the others don't get to participate in that giving so it, it really depends on you what you allow and um, one one of one of the videos I found on their website was was this entrepreneur as well who said you know one percent for me if it's about solving the problem of the planets I'm, I'm willing to give that, give that away and if you are uncomfortable in in telling your customers that then you know or losing one percent of your profits then just increase the price he that's what he said so uh there are different ways that you can allocate resources as well for one person for the planet but i highly recommend you talking to one of their representatives and, and team members to confirm what if what i'm saying or the information i have is correct but uh yeah they're a very good cause so if, the, and you know, one person for the planet, they partner with a lot of different um, local international agencies. So if you're just quite passionate about something in Connecticut, for example, or, or, or something in India or something in the Middle East and Australia, for example, it's up to you. And you also get to choose and talk to the local and international partners. And one person, I think, is just the middleman between you and that uh, other nonprofit you want to partner with.
So going back to our initial point is just find a connection. Find a connection, research, and and um, talk to your team and, and listen to the company's mission vision. And that's, that's how you can get started, finding a connection. We talked about finding a connection earlier and uh, I hope you have a couple of inspirations on your end and an idea probably or just an idea of what cause would resonate very well with you, your brand, your company's mission, vision and your team. So from finding that, getting research done and really getting the consensus on what cause you want to participate in and what cause you are able to participate in. The next step, we're going to talk about three steps and this is the middle step. The next step is identify what, what your mission and goal is in participating in this cause. And this kind of planning and, and identification of a problem we resonates very well with businesses. It's the same as setting a goal, a profit goal. How much do you want to earn per quarter? How much do you want to earn net sales this year? So when it comes to becoming socially active or creating a social impact as a company, you also want to create that, that end goal or at least a guideline or a mission. So you know if what you are doing or progressing to do is still on the right path, you know, because you don't want it to just be a pure stunt. You know, yeah, you might be donating money or you might be donating resources, but yet again, people, even if it's not the consumers, your your team, the people behind the project can know if or can identify if this is like a bogus operation or if it's not authentic, it's not sincere. So create a mission guideline so everyone on your team who will be participating in this cause would have a guideline to, to, to identify with. So, and a guideline and a goal. So if, for example, let's go back to the bakery I talked about earlier and, and, and donating to food hunger related causes. So is it about providing a proper nutrition and, 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 and teaching housewives and uh, house fathers to house husbands house husbands to cook cook healthy foods for their children is it about providing providing uh, more food and resources to hunger hunger strike uh, uh, communities and things like that so what is the the mission and the end goal I want to be able to help um, malnourished children in, in, in maligned and maligned countries. Maybe that's maybe that's the mission. I want to be able to 
and and creating the mission sometimes could skew a bit from what the brand of the company is because we already did that with step one to identify a cause or find a connection with a cause and now when you're trying to identify or create a guideline for your cause for for, for your own outreach it can just focus on the mission the cause without thinking about okay this this mission this cause would would earn us 10% in profit at the end of the day because we're doing goodwill our consumers would know we're doing goodwill that will increase our profit that is that is a sub effect an effect of, of what you're doing but don't put that into the factors when you're creating guidelines and one of the examples would have to be a guidelines not only for the cause maybe help or donate a hundred thousand food packets or or sponsor hundred children for an entire year of food supplies and also from, that's that's an end goal that's an example for a guideline or an end goal for your cause and also it helps it helps your community community uh, your team to help uh, visualize that end goal so it it really sets things into perspective and you're not just it's no longer uh, a wish list it's no longer a, a something that you want to do for the longest time but you've never had the time the chance the effort to do it so when you put it in a plan put the guidelines in you know what the end goal is you have something to strive for so you have 10 members 10, 10 group members if you're looking to sponsor 100 kids for the entire year they might be looking each of them might be looking to find resources for at least 10 each 10 kids each and that gives them purpose that there is an alignment to an end goal so again step two is all about creating a guideline and an end goal for your cause so step one we've found a connection a cause your company and its people can relate to next as we've set a guideline and an end goal so there are there is a plan on how to do this what we really want to accomplish and this and that now you have an idea on how you would like it to operate the last step that we're going to be talking about is putting things into action so step number three put things into action so when we talk about business putting things into action you know because before right let me just go back a little bit and talk about one example of a stigma against social enterprises before we think of companies companies think of social outreach as a donation type of thing 
So, oh, okay, maybe we can donate like 0.0001% of our profit this year to some organization and we'll get a press from that. It will increase our credibility in that. So that is what I would like to distinguish when we talk about social impact, uh, social movement within companies and uh, organizations, because if you think that way, it's the same as saving money. If you really want to save, right, this is a very, very old lesson. If you want to save, you put aside the percentage of savings you really want to save and then spend the rest of it. So if, for example, you're earning $100, like 20%, 20% of that goes into savings. So $20, you hide that under the bed or somewhere in your bank, and then you create a budget within that 80% that's left. So you create a budget for $80, so probably transportation, food, uh, expenses, electricity, electricity, house, and boarding, things like that. But you, you, you put away the 20% that you really want to save. And that's the same approach as being and becoming a social enterprise company. You've found a cause that you're very, very passionate about. You've planned it out. You know the particular goal for the year. You want to feed 100 children for the entire year. And, you know, how much would that cost? That ties into the planning. So when you put that in action, it has to be within the year's planning. So for example, by 2019, start of 2019, you're already talking to your team about, okay, so there's, we also have a social outreach about this and this and that, and we have a goal as bakery A to create a social impact for about 100 kids to feed them for an entire year. So this cost, and this is what we want to, and this is a percentage of a profit, this and that. So, so it's the opposite approach of the anti-saving habits, which is never sustainable, right? So if you want to save, you really want to save, right? And you're just putting away what you can save for, for the week, for example, just putting away $2, $1. It's, it won't, there's also a chance that you would be spending that saving that you are trying to put away instead of, okay, $20 and I don't, you're going to think that, that that's no longer in your expenses. That's, that's not a money you own now. When you put that into your mindset, it's easier to save. It's faster to save. So it's the same thing with creating a socially active company. You put, you put the social cause in the middle of the planning and the execution. So if, if the cakes are, are you know, the front runners, you get 2% of cake sales would go to this cause. 
then that's that's the time you you rally your team and then they rally the customers that hello hello Martha thank you for buying from bakery a and did you know that two percent of the cake sales would go to uh, feeding children etc etc so so it becomes a part of the program it becomes a part of of the company planning itself so step number three put it into action by actually putting the social cost in the middle of the company planning So today we talked about the introduction of social enterprises, their social impact, and the stigma that holds us back for entrepreneurs and companies to move forward and become socially innovative when in fact majority of our consumers demand that, want that for us. So we talked about three steps. First step is to find a connection, find a cause that you can relate to. Second step is to plan it in, you know, Cre create an action plan, a guideline, and an end goal. What do you want to accomplish year by year? It's the same thing as setting an end goal for your business. You want to earn a million dollars this year. You also want to help 100 children in Africa, for example. So you set a goal for it. Don't just, don't just let it be, okay, we're going to join this, and then you forget it. In the middle of the year where the important things happen and then the last step is putting into putting it into action but actually putting it in to your business plan so being socially active as an enterprise a company an organization is a different shift of thinking before we're so used to straightforward accounting mathematics um, with you know with business but now when you want to be a social enterprise and in the next couple of episodes I'm also going to be talking about the financials financial benefits of, of, of being a social enterprise company because majority of, of, of nations have uh, tax exemptions on on social outreach and donations so it's not really going to be we have this connotation that if we give back to communities as a company we're earning less but we found out that that's not a case so let's just go back to this first episode the introduction uh, three steps for you to get started and we'll talk more next time. Thank you so much for listening to Innovation Philosophy where we talk about the creation of, of social enterprises. Starting with you. Thank you so much.